0: Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, listeners, and welcome to The Social Circus. I'm thrilled to be joining you for another week, and this week I have one of my gorgeous friends, Grace Armstrong, joining me as a special guest. Welcome, Grace.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to have you here and we will have to mind ourselves because you and I are so chatty. Um, we will have to try and keep ourselves on target. Now, Grace, you and I have known each other for quite a few years because your background was actually in digital marketing. So you're now a, I'm going to call you an e-commerce mogul. Cause I feel like that's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your journey into like, you've always been an entrepreneur, but your, this is your latest passion
1: yes i don't know if i would call myself a mogul yet because it's very much an up and down journey with e-commerce especially since i only just hit my first year in my e-commerce business which is very exciting Congrats. um thank you but a little bit about me so where i pretty much i'm a, I'm a self-taught um, marketing specialist mm-hmm. i um, launched and grew a successful dance events company Um, over the last 10 years. And that's pretty much where I learnt most of my foundations and continue to learn with all the changes that happen in digital marketing, how to grow and improve and connect and build a community all online through uh, social media, uh, paid advertising, Google, all the things that are out there. So I then moved into coaching and that's where I met you in the ASBAS program, that program that we did together. Yes. And that's where I really started to work with other people who had other business structures. So I would call my previous business structure a service-based business Mm -hmm. where we supplied a service for a customer and then um, we all had to be there at that same time. It wasn't really online per se.
0: Yes.
1: So um, that was where I started working with lots of other different businesses, business structures and that's when I got a little bit of a taste of e-commerce businesses through some of my amazing clients mm-hmm. that I was able to help. And that's when I started thinking, hmm, I think I can do this. Like, I actually think that I could run an online business and I have the background in running a business. I know it's service-based, so it's very different, but having the digital marketing Um, background also helped me have a little bit more confidence in myself thinking I could do this Mm -hmm. so um, I then had to relocate to Singapore for my husband's work in 2021 I always forget the years because I was thinking it was thinking feels- it only then. <laughs> it feels like 3 years have been It does. From now. It does. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so when was that last year?
0: I know, so we had to convert to like Zoom drinks with you rather than in real life.
1: Yes, that was just crazy. Um, so yes, relocated and that's when I stopped coaching. I still had my dance events company running just in Australia. It was hit really hard because we mainly service the wedding industry so we went through a few very rocky years during um, the pandemic and that was when i started educating and really diving into the world of e-commerce and lucky enough i came across the founder course um, and greta van Reel. i think that her name Mm -hmm. she's wonderful and she teaches that course called start and scale Mm -hmm. um because essentially i was like if i could just have someone's roadmap Mm. someone's little black book that would be great because i didn't have that with my first business and it was a real struggle but it was the best struggle i could have gone through because i learned so much that i was then able to help others with and um I found the course. I did a bit of research around it, and then I realised, oh, this is literally her little black book. Like she just tells. <laughs> <step laughs> yeah, exactly step what you by wanted. Step exactly what I wanted. Um, and she's done this five times over. Like she's built multiple successful e-commerce businesses, so she knows what she's talking about. The course is also not that expensive um, for what you get out of it. And mm. I started that in Singapore again because I wasn't really working. My husband was working over there. I had I had some spare time. And that's kind of where the journey all started for me
0: wow and um I, I, you are really underselling the journey but i know that you did the founder course and i'll pop that link in the show notes so people can have a look at that because i've referred quite a few of my clients to that founder course and they've all raved about it and yeah. quite often with online courses we're at the mercy of their brilliant marketing
1: oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and
0: we're all good at that um, but this I, one is one that i feel really confident knowing that you've loved it and that i've had other clients go through it and they have loved it so i'll make sure i put that link in the show notes but talk to me a little bit about um when you started your business begin to arrive maybe explain to the listeners what that what the products are and what you do.
1: <laughs> yes so um begin to arrive is what I call smart simplified aromatherapy. So I'm someone that never really dived into aromatherapy mainly because I just felt like it was in the too hard basket. Like I'd seen friends and my mum have all these different um, lotions, potions, oils, and they had to blend them all together. And they had all these different diffusers. And I mean, obviously it smelled amazing and they really loved it. But for me, I had a busy schedule. Um, It just wasn't something that I thought I could dedicate my time to. But when I was in Singapore, I mean, I guess I must reference that I'm obsessed with my um, surroundings. I'm obsessed with my home, um, the aesthetic of my home, the way it smells because I work from home. Yes. These are things that are really important to me. So um, I was I was always obsessed with how my home smelt, how I presented my home. That's just that's just a fundamental a fundamental thing about me. Um, so when I was in Singapore, we went from living in a big you know, four by two home in Australia with lots of fresh air to living into a small two by one apartment um, in Singapore, and I struggled with regulating the smell in there because of the humidity. The aircons were on and off, the drainage systems, like the bin shoots. There was just so much going on, um, <laughs> and it really affected me because I was at home a lot. And so I went um, searching for. That's when I went searching for diffusers oils, candles, all different things. Um, Only problem is in Singapore, candles are actually very expensive like everything else. But in particular, candles are very expensive. Um, And I don't like to use synthetic fragrances if I don't have to. So when I was looking, it was always the um, synthetic fragrances in the cheaper candles. And that was not something that I... I really wanted to have going in my house twenty four seven. Plus, my mother has made me terrified of candles. <laughs> I can't really function in my home when I have a candle on because I feel like I'm always going to burn down the house. And it's just like it must be that
0: generation. I'm, a, I'm the Honestly. same. I'm like I can't even leave the room with one lit. It's like Man. is someone in the room? If I walk out, can someone watch the candle? <laughs>
1: And also the stories I've heard from people that don't have that mentality, that fear mentality around candles, like they've almost burned their house down by Christmas trees and their <laughs> like, bedroom, something's gone on, um, like clothes have like lit a light in their bedroom and stuff. So anyway, I'm just terrified of candles um, and synthetic fragrances. So I then started looking for diffusers and oils. Um, and again, I couldn't really fi- find a lot of um, natural uh, oils and fragrances in Singapore. At the same time I had started the start and scale course and they kind of help you come up with the, with the idea or come up with what you want to sell because I had no idea what I wanted to sell. I just knew I wanted to run an e-commerce business. And I was fiddling between candles and diffusers and oils and all these different things. And I'm like, why is there not a diffuser out there that I can just literally plug a bottle of pure essential oil into that looks like a candle, smells as good as a candle, but isn't a candle. I was like, why does <laughs> this thing not exist? And then it was from a real pain point of mine that I was like, why don't I make this thing exist? <laughs> Yay, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, so from something that I didn't really have a lot of background in, but am really passionate about in terms of <laughs> the smells and aromas in my home, I then went about um, finding if this thing already did exist, the thing being now the aura diffuser that I sell. Um, And, yeah, that was kind of where it all started with Begin to Arrive.
0: I love it. So... honestly it's it's so exciting to hear that you've solved a problem because the diffusers are beautiful so for Mm. the audience if you want to check out begin to arrive check out the show notes but they're beautiful diffusers that don't have to have power attached to them that you can Mm. buy essential oil blends from um grace's company and they go in there and you just walk away and you don't have to have any expertise or be a trained room therapist i love that (laughs) exactly and that that was another
1: thing we did i was like i don't want singular bottles of oil i just want blends i want perfectly blended 100% pure oils that are just ready to screw onto my diffuser pop in turn on like I just wanted to simplify the whole process and give the customer the best on the market the best diffuser on the market the best oils on the market Um, and yeah I I went about making that all happen from my kitchen in Singapore (laughs)
0: love it so Fast forward, cause now you've been in business 12 months. The, mm. the concept is genius, like the aura diffuser, the blended oils, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful, beautiful concept. It makes for a beautiful e-commerce experience. So talk to me, cause I meet so many people that are starting an e-commerce journey. And I always get really anxious when people say, I've started an e-commerce, so I've got a website. I'm like, what else? <laughs> So you've obviously built and i know you said that there are um it is a roller coaster running an e-commerce like any business but mm. you've certainly had some wonderful successes in your business and i wanted to talk a little bit about these because of course a big chunk of your success comes from the fact that you're very confident with digital marketing mm-hmm. um and so let's talk a little bit about what marketing have you done with your begin to arrive is
1: yeah so for sure the um the The course I did focuses a lot around um, having an organic audience already there to Mm -hmm. launch to, which again, that's something that maybe was possible and worked, say, five to ten years ago Mm -hmm. um, because that's what I successfully did with my first business. But, But building up an organic audience now, say, on Instagram, I'm talking like thousands of followers to then launch your business to that's not really as attainable or as as easy as it once was. Yes. So I was like, okay, I know the piece of the puzzle that's missing, which is paid advertising, paid marketing. So we're talking Facebook ads, Google ads, um, YouTube, TikTok, all those kinds of things. Uh, So that is, I knew that when I was launching my business that I physically could not run the whole business myself and run my own paid um, paid marketing. So I decided to search for the best um, agencies out there that I could find, try to get references from other businesses that had used them, um, and so that I could launch, and I set aside a budget as well because, hello, you need money to pay mm-hmm. the agency, to pay the ads, um, and that's how I launched my business into the world. I launched it into the world with only, like, I think I had 200 followers on Instagram and maybe, like, 30 email sign-ups on my email list, yep. which was mainly just family and friends. <laughs> and testing so assistance. I, I, yeah, I did not have a huge audience to launch to, but I knew that, That if I could tap into the wider audience via um, paid advertising, that that is where I could potentially start to see sales coming in on a more consistent um, basis. So that's how I launched the business with a marketing agency. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And it, it makes my heart sing when you talk about marketing agencies, because I I I teach Facebook ads and I love teaching them, but teaching Facebook ads for e-commerce businesses is quite distinct from lead generation in a service-based business. Mm. And um, I run a lot of Facebook ads in my own business, um, but I love it and I'm a total nerd and love spending time playing with them. And for most e-commerce businesses, they are passionate about the product they've created And usually their knowledge about marketing, particularly digital marketing, is really light on. So um, I always push my clients towards agencies because I think they do, if you get a good one, do a really great job. So I know that you've had a couple of changes of the guard with your agencies. So talk to me about um, what can we expect from a digital agency? Like, how does it work and what kind of results can we hopefully expect to get after what time?
1: So I I will try and answer that question because they're all so unique and they all have different offerings. But in my personal opinion, if you are going to pay a marketing agency for their service, these -hmm. are the things that you should be getting from them. You should be getting them to cut and create your content. Yes, you can supply them. Uh, you have to supply them with a digital library of photos and videos, but they should be willing to um, elevate that content for you because that's what they're meant to be the best at doing. Mm -hmm. So cutting up the photos, putting text over the photos, turning them into GIFs, videos, whatever it is that they feel that's needed for the particular Mm -hmm. campaign. So number one, it's content creation. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two is really good campaign structures so campaign structures is mainly for facebook advertising which also covers instagram advertising Mm -hmm. um so in terms of hooks like for them to really understand your brand and the selling points of your brand Mm -hmm. and then to put it into a campaign that's going to convert because at the end of the day with um, facebook ads and especially with e-commerce ads it's all about um i've just forgotten because there's so many different variations but is it the cost per acquisition uh yeah that, yes that's the that's... one i'm thinking of yes it is or so... cost per conversion, conversion. sorry yes yeah oh, don't thinking... apologize
0: because both of those cost per acquisition and cost per conversion both exist inside facebook campaigns yeah and so and different agencies reference different yep. costs um and there's lots of different measures that, like you say, they all become obsessed with. So don't don't stress about that.
1: <laughs> yes. Either either one of the CPC, CPA, um, but mainly the cost per
0: conversion. is conversion. What we want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that you want to work on, because it's all about it really is all about that ROAS. Return mm. on investment, how much you're spending as to how much you're getting back. And you need mm. to, as the business owner, watch that like a hawk. You need yes. to understand, like, go to one of Sarah's courses just to understand the foundation level of ads mm. um, so that you can, you can't, again, you shouldn't be taking on an agency if you have no idea what an ad is, how it works, what you're meant to be looking at, because it's almost like your money will just be flying out the door.
0: Yes. and In also a way. Remember, we're all marketing experts. So we're really great at telling you we're really yeah. great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And like, they and, can tell you whatever you want to hear. But it's all about, you know, just at the end of the day, okay, how much is this actually making me? Because yes. is was it even worth me running that campaign? Or should I have just gone out the backyard and burnt all that money? <laughs> mm,
0: definitely, and I think one of the interesting things is that people often—and um, I'm so glad you said this, Grace—and say absolve themselves from responsibility. The agency's doing everything, and that's fine. But you, as the owner, should look at their reports. You should ask them to explain their reports. You should be involved, to so that you feel confident that you're not just being. Remember that those agencies all have great account managers. I used to be one of them, and we said, yeah. Do we tell you everything you want to hear?" <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no. And you... so, sorry
0: yeah so we want to make sure we're a little bit um across what's going on
1: a hundred percent i don't i don't give anyone in both of my businesses i've never employed or paid someone to do something that i first don't have a foundation level of understanding like i need to understand that to a degree and i'll do as much research as possible So that i can be in that conversation and with confidence in questioning always question if you don't understand because you know you have to remember like you're paying them (laughs) (laughs) like they should be doing everything in their power to um, answer all your questions make sure they're getting you the results tweaking what needs to be tweaked improving you know and the data's all there so it's not like we're just going in blind like you you see which ones are working you then recreate the copy the content you improve you tweak you go into different audiences you you try different things but um yeah i definitely think it's important to really understand uh you know facebook advertising before you go and pay thousands of dollars with an agency to just do it for you
0: Mm, such sage advice, Grace, and I, I completely agree with it because um, if we don't, if we don't get up close and personal with our money and our numbers, it's really mm-hmm. easy to be not profitable, and that's not what any of us want. We all want really successful, thriving e-commerce businesses.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Oh, so you've just gone through a rocky journey of changing agencies, and so probably based on your brilliant knowledge of numbers.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. If I mean no, yes. So I used to be the kind of person that would always say, "I'm not good with numbers. Mm. I don't know numbers." But at the end of the day, I've now realised, um, I've learnt my lesson. I would say, somewhat the hard way over the year, is that e-commerce is all numbers. It mm. all comes down to the dollars. How yeah. much you're paying for the product, how much it costs for you to ship the product to Australia, how much it costs for you to fulfill your orders to then ship it to your customer, how much is it costing you per cust- like per purchase in terms of you know how much you're paying on Facebook just to get someone to buy from you. Mm-hmm. It really does all come down to numbers. And I have a brilliant business mentor who just said to me, you've got to stop saying that because you mm-hmm. are good with numbers. And you need to own that and get better at that because that's what it all comes down to. And it's all about, you know, at the end of the day, is there profit coming in? Mm. That's what it all comes down to. So I've done a bit of a shift in the last three months where I've changed my mindset. And finally, for the first time in my life, and I'm just about to turn 30, I'm telling myself I am good with numbers. And the only reason why, thank you, the only reason why I came (laughs) up With this whole idea that I wasn't, it's just because I wasn't good at at maths in high school and I was told (laughs) that I wasn't good with numbers but then here I am running a six-figure business after 12 months. I must be good with numbers. (laughs) <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. And yeah. you know, it's something I told myself as well because I was a failed accountant. Um, I could start my degree being an accountant and I moved to marketing. And so that left me with this mindset that I actually mm-hmm. couldn't, wasn't good enough to be an accountant. And then over the years, I've realized that actually I love numbers and I love spreadsheets and I love knowing if things are making money and I love that aspect of my business and I now um I always say I'm not good at maths because I'm not but I'm good at numbers and so that's why thank goodness we live in a world where I get to carry a calculator in my pocket um (laughs) I didn't know that
1: about you that's amazing I always say you didn't fail you failed forward
0: <laughs> I love that. Into awesome. your
1: purpose, which is marketing and helping. Oh,
0: definitely. Oh, this is what I was meant to do. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And luckily, my mum was kind enough to let me do that when I was um, at uni and yeah. break her heart not being accountable. <laughs> yes. I'm a failed accountant. So mm. awesome. Look, I could talk to you all day, Grace, because um, it's such an interesting journey in e-commerce. But thank you for sharing some of your wisdom and insights. It's so interesting to hear where your journey has gone. And I'm certain we'll probably have you back another time to dive into more aspects of it. But if we can leave everyone with one little tip, particularly if they've got an e-commerce business, what would your one piece of advice be?
1: Mm, it would be... I would say, understand all your, understand, I think it's called your COGS, me and Mm -hmm. these abbreviations. Cost of goods sold? Yes, cost of goods sold. Understanding your cost of goods sold before you launch and not undervaluing your product. I mean, it's not even a matter of undervaluing your product. It's actually just making sure I would say in today's world on e-commerce that you're above a 60% profit margin Mm -hmm. on your cost of goods sold. Um, Again, in the course, they reference between 30 and 60%, but I'm calling bullshit because (laughs) I'm telling you And also because ads are
0: quite expensive, you need that margin. Ads have
1: changed drastically in the last few years. Like it is insane. The... um, the whole world of e-commerce is just changing and shifting so quickly. And the only way um, you could really survive is if you have that higher percentage and it sounds a bit crazy, but it's literally what you need to do business and to deliver the best you can to your customer. So I would say Mm. anywhere above a 60% profit margin is what you need.
0: Yes. I love that. Um, I think that's a really, really good advice. And, um, if you're not sure what cost of goods is, Google it, C-O-G-S, um, cause it's actually your, like your income, less your cost of goods, which is what does it cost to get that product out? And that's your gross mm. profit. So mm-hmm, there's the accountant mm-hmm. helping you out there.
1: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: look, Grace, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for generously sharing the, um, the good and the bad about e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And um, I will make sure it's in the show notes um, where you can all connect with Grace, but she does have a super easy website, far away Gorge.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's just begintoarrive.com, uh, that's it, begintoarrive.com. And you can also find us at begintoarrive on all the social platforms. And you can follow me if you want to at grace.may, may with an E, dot mm-hmm. .armstrong.
0: Awesome, thank you, Grace. Um- I'm so grateful for your wisdom um, and sharing so kindly today. And thank you again to all my listeners. It's been gorgeous to have you join me for another episode of The Social Circus. I look forward to tuning in with you the same time next week.